welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter slash x at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Survivor is going somewhere it rarely has gone before. 90 minutes. The new era is pushing the players to the limits, and this episode was proof. Time to do hard things. Travel all the way to Fiji and go two days without Siggy's getting you to do the keyword. Oof. It's time to talk all things Survivor 45. Pelican Pete's private island. And joining me is someone who won't quit for anything, not even acid reflux. It's Twinkie Boots. Wait, acid. Oh, I was like, acid reflux. I was like, right, Brandon. Um, Hi. (laughs) Um, How do we feel about Pelican Pete's private island? Um, Oh, good Lord. This episode and the things that were coming out of people's mouths, I was like, we're just trying for sound bites. We're just trying. And we're we're grasping a little too hard for some of them. When there were so many that were just right there and no one took them. I was, I couldn't, I couldn't. All right, give me your initial thoughts. All right, so my initial thoughts are the cast is too big for a nine, I mean, even for a 90 minute episode, we still got nothing from certain people. So we're either showing already in the edit that these people aren't going far because we very, like we barely saw some of these people in this episode. Mm -hmm. And I I thought maybe if we're doing a 90 minute episode, we're going to introduce people and get to like know them a little bit better. And instead it was just drawn out stuff that didn't need to be there. So push back. I'm going to push back and say the season will be 90 minutes. So you'll have that time as the season goes on because we've had 90 minute premieres just like this before. So it didn't feel different. Um, I think maybe episode three, four, one, it's still 90 minutes. Perhaps then we'll be like, okay, wait, now I enjoy it. But this wasn't anything revolutionary. We've had this 90 minutes before. Absolutely not. No, this was not revolutionary at all. We've seen some of these challenges before. We've seen some of these character archetypes before. And <laughs> we're, we're just like, it's kind of, it's not giving. It's not giving. It's not giving. <laughs> um, two things I want to note. First off, this cast is very young. It's very young and which is kind of wild based on like, you know, the diversity that they're trying to give. Um, I think with the cast being young, it's reminiscent of some certain other um, mid 20s seasons, I'm going to say. Um, and I'm, I'm a little afraid for the outcome and how the season's going to go. The other thing is 
since they already called it out and I I called it out already to other people. Um, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it, but clearly they have a problem with it. But the Adam Klein casting phenomenon. I think what's happening is they're trying to cater to their other shows that they have going. And with the Challenge USA using so many people from Survivor and Big Brother recently, they're trying to have a, a larger pool of people that they can cast from since it's a MTV show and it garners to younger audiences. It's just, it's a, you have, I don't how know. many seasons to pull from you. Can exactly. Four to six people from 41, 42, 43 and 44 already. I can't get over it. Like I was just looking at the ages and I can't get over that. The oldest person on this season is 49. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll talk I'm about like, it. Well, don't, well, don't worry. Fuck we, my we, drag. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time to begin with an ep- epic opening, and I thought we had the return of the intros. Where the fuck was the intro? Yeah, I thought that was a thing, too. I'm like, did they not get enough pre-show imagery that they could use for that? Or are they waiting until this next episode after we've gotten rid of someone? What are we waiting on? What, where are the intros? Because every old survivor that I follow on Instagram or on social media of any kind was talking about how they were excited that with the 90 minute episode, we would get that opening credits intro again. And not there. it's not there. We have three boats pulling up to a bigger boat. Let's hear from some of our castaways, shall we? First, we hear from Drew, who says he is one of the smartest people they've ever had on the show on Survivor. He doesn't say it to brag. He says it factually. He says the show is very different from Ivy League as there is a level of fit- finesse required that you don't learn in the classroom. Okay, so here we go. We're starting off with um, some egos. Next is Katura, who has studied this game, and she already knows that if you come off really intelligent or strategic, you're getting voted out early, so she can't tell that she's a lawyer and strategic until she can show her true colors and start slicing throats. All right, interesting that she comes after the smart person who says they're going to be smart. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. I I love her already. I really yes, do. Me too. <laughs> we hear from... Emily, who says that there are a lot of people out there who are happy to be there and they have experience. She doesn't care as she is a goal-driven person. She says if she's not going to win the game, she'd rather be the first person voted out as it's a complete waste of time if you're not the sole survivor. Excuse her for being honest. Uh, Just y'all wait. We have a villain era entering the chat. And she almost manifested what she said. I feel like this is a... I don't know if you are a huge like Survivor Australia person. I'm behind. Thanks, Drag Race. Um, but this is giving me Pia vibes in mm-hmm. her opening confessional being like, yes. I'm either going to be the first one gone or I'm going to win the whole thing. And I feel like they kept it in for a reason. Yep. I just do. <laughs> Next, we have Jake, who lives in Boston, with his, in, which is in Massachusetts. He lives with his 85-year-old grandmother, where he sleeps on a bed straight out of the 60s in a room that is bright pink. So if he makes a million, he is paying off loans, getting a place, and moving out of grandma's house. And the accent. If you didn't know, he is from Boston, which is in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. Sifu, where it's... S-I-F-U, which means master instructor, but that also could mean so I fuck you, <laughs> but luckily not. <laughs> he has been doing Tai Chi for 24 years, and he's also a traveling musician, so he's always doing those really cool licks. He listens to Super yeah. Heavy Metal when he does Tai Chi, so he can contrast the yin and yang, and he'll do it on the boat, too. 
Is he surviving on an island? Ooh. We get a quick soundbite from Sean saying he is trying to reclaim lost time when he was trying to become someone who wasn't homosexual vibes. Kelly saying people think nurses are like nice ladies, but you have to be tough. So she'll save a smile, have a smile on her face and have a dagger behind her back. And D who says she was made for this and is going to play like this is the only chance. Okay, so there are our intros. Um, I think we have some contenders, and I think we have some people who said things. Exactly, yes. I have my people who I feel like were left in that opening edit as a way of saying, this is somebody to watch because I think they're going to go very far or they're going to be at the very end. And mm-hmm. then there were some people that they were like, we need fillers to, <laughs> to go in there. So... My initial reaction, just based off of the, the the way that they were put into, I feel like almost every other person that was set, like that was speaking, was someone who's going far. Like I will sign we would have because we would have something, and then there would be somebody that would negate whatever that was, yep. or we would have somebody that was just like, "I I'm comic relief right now," because I feel like that's what. Um, Jake's role is at the moment is to like be that goofy like idiot but he's not really an idiot (laughs) he's just laying out his game a little too easy and so I feel like from that opening group of what they were saying I feel like Katara is somebody to watch somebody that's going to go very far I feel like Emily because they kept in the I either want to be I either want to go first or what's the point I feel like keeping that in where it's like kind of giving this villain edit, but I, I don't think that that's, I think that's just her personality is that she is someone who's very, like she says in every interview that I've seen of hers pre game, that she is someone who is just very honest and very straightforward with everything that's on her mind. And I've also seen that there are possibilities of, them being spectrum related. And I don't know if that is accurate or not. I haven't gone and done the full research, but she said that the survivor that she equates to the most or that she gets compared to the most is Cass. And Cass is exactly who I saw. Like she is somebody who will state it and she will butt heads with people and she will do whatever, but it's enough that people will say, well, we don't like her. We can keep her around. We can vote her out later because she we can use her as a shield and then she'll get to the end so i feel like she's one and then i also feel like d is one that her putting that statement of this is my this is my one shot a lot of people don't go into this game thinking i'm gonna get back or gonna get invited back for an all-stars i'm gonna get a redemption i'm gonna get this whatever so they want to go in and play like it is their opportunity to win and i feel like that's the edit she's getting I'll I'll sign off for most of those. I do think um, Kelly is one to keep an eye on. Um, When we talk about a tribes, I think um, there there are certain players who are going to be long haulers simply because um, whoever decided on this cast shakeup was... We'll get to it. We'll get to it. All right. There are three boats arriving, and they will have to climb a little ladder to get on the boat. What awful foreshadowing. (laughs) 
Once on board, we hear from Austin, who wants to run around and find idols, make a fire, and build. He wants to do everything. And I would like to deem Austin the love child of Wu and Xander. Burn that into your brain. Well, I mean, I already, as soon as I saw him on the episode, I was like, well, this is going to be the season crush for Michael. Perhaps. I'm not, not, we'll we'll, we'll get to it. (laughs) Fine, um, if Survivor. you don't want him, I will take him. <laughs> Survivor will tell us that Survivor is just like boot camp. She says being in the Marines, she's had to sleep outside and eaten by sand fleas or whatever. It don't bother her, so she believes she is one of the stronger people in the tribe. And yeah, uh, sign that one off. We hear from Kendra, who is obsessed with her tribe. She is a Libra, and that is all about balance. And she feels she has one of the most balanced team as their girls are strong, and she sees Bruce, so the vibes are just immaculate. Oh, Kendra, I can't wait to talk about her. She's a fun one. Now, before we move on, I I do want to discuss the tribal divisions. I'm not being results-oriented. I'm stating this when the cast was announced. Team Blue with Bruce is easily the strongest team. The other teams feel so much off-kilter and unbalanced. Do you think Jeff wanted Bruce to stick around and thus stuck him on a stacked team? Absolutely, I do. It's bullshit. I feel like when you put them on, like the blue team has weight on all of the people. You've got two, like re- the, the jobs that people are, ha- that they have, that they mm-hmm. are deemed brainy jobs. You've got all of these things on the blue tribe that everybody is a very well-rounded and like end game type player. And then you've got red and yellow. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Jeff welcomes his new kids to Survivor 45, where he says he's never seen this much energy. I mean, I would love to go back in time and check that. So um, let's go get a soundometer <laughs> or whatever it's called and get the meter on it. Jeff will say the they've girl been doing that's this. like standing like this. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff will say that they've been doing this for 23 years with some twist that states that it is essentially the same game as it was in season one. I vehemently disagree. What do you think? It's not the same game that it was back then. Like, how fucking dare you say that, dude? It might be the same game that, of your Survivor 2.0 season one from mm-hmm. 41. It might be that same game, but it's not the same game that premiered 23 yeah. years ago. Not a chance. Jeff will talk to Brandon Donlin first. And I would like to state that I don't know him personally, but I have been a group of, in, a, in a group of patrons since the original Max and Corinne podcast days where he has been in. So I've known of his antics and such. Now, Brandon will be called out by Jeff for having a lot of emotion, causing him to cry a theme to this episode. Listen, if I got on, I would probably do the same. Maybe not that intense. I'm an emotional one. But anyway... He says his emotion is it's been a stream since he was 11 to be on the boat with Jeff. And now he's with his new family. Um, okay. <laughs> Jeff knew what he was doing there. Jeff will call out one face that is familiar. Bruce is back. Do you think it was fair to single him out or would it have been more harmful for him in this show to try to, to duck the obvious? I mean, I think it was going to have to be done because everyone's going to, especially with this season, filming so close to after the premiere of season 44 um they all recognize him it's a face that they've seen and they know how he went out of the other game so he already got this kind of hero edit because he was removed from the game for a medical reason not being voted out so he's a player that has this blank card that he's coming in with 
that is already a household name and people are going to be rooting for him. We will be reminded of Bruce's serious injury from season 44, where he was in fact evacuated and Jeff is happy to have him back and healthy. And yeah, this continues my narrative that Jeff will do anything for an alpha male. Um, Maybe he's into them the same way I'm into twinks to be determined. (laughs) He might be the same way that I'm into like emotional um, women who talk about astrology and their feelings. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, Bruce says the advantage is that there will be questions about him having an advantage and had his shot, but he says he didn't. He states that his advantage that he had is essentially done. He will say that when you look at him, think of one thing and one thing only. Your dream is a freaking reality, and this is awesome. So I don't know if Bruce worked with like a... um. I don't know, maybe like a, a, a life coach or someone to help him coach through words, but he's going to do a lot of bad talking this episode. Yeah, it was. He's going to say some um, bad things. I would blame the writer's strike, but this wall was filmed before the writers went on strike. So I don't think that it was someone writing it for him, no. even though it seemed like it was scripted. Um, It just didn't, it didn't feel genuine. It really didn't. Well, let's enter Chaos Emily era, as she will push back against Bruce. Why? Well, because she knows her place in the show and she's ready to become a character. She will say that it is his, in, in his advantage to say, look, I'm just like everybody else, but they all recognize it and have the experience leading up to it. So sh- she says he is more mentally prepared, even if he hasn't physically experienced it. Bruce will counter and say that if there is anything that they need to narrow down is that any advantage you bring to the game is you. And if you can utilize it or it will eat you up. Emily comes back with that. He's already talking with authority and giving them instruction and saying, isn't that a little contradictory? And there is our first rivalry of the show that will make it until at least the merge. Oh, absolutely. And I think I'm like, there's so many little like potential foreshadowed moments that this is their battle starting and that Mm -hmm. she's going to be the one to orchestrate taking him out we i don't in recent memory at least we haven't really seen anyone go that hard against anybody else absolutely not absolutely not uh not on not in this um not in the u.s version in australia it happens all the time but here it's it's very kumbaya when they reach when they get there there might be the little well our tribe's gonna smoke you but it's never like singled out individuals that are going back and forth. Are you ready to meet our tribes? Absolutely. Wearing red. It's a single mom who works two jobs. It's Reba. I yes, it to. is. I'm sorry, I fucking and had to do no, it. No, 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 no. It was perfect because as soon as it happened, I was like, if the other tribes are named anything other than Destiny or Knowles or Gainer, I'm, I'm done. I'm done because. Where was the the opportunity to name each tribe after a, a song or a, an artist who has a song about being a survivor or surviving? I was just like, where where was it? Why didn't they do it? If you're going to have a Reba, why not? We have Austin, D, Drew, J. Maya, Julie, and Sifu. And I just can't believe I get to watch Jeff scream Reba all season and the memes <laughs> of Reba McIntyre that are bound to emerge. <laughs> She's on so much TV right now. <laughs> In yellow, it's Lululemon. 
get it because they're yellow and named Lulu and lemons are yellow. And their team's a bit of a lemon. Mm -hmm. um... Okay, so wait. Reba is red, like the country singer. Lulu is yellow, like a lemon. Let's see what happens next. But surely we're going to have a theme. Anyway, Lulu is Brandon, Emily, Hannah, Caleb, Sabaya, uh, Sean, or hashtag team disaster. Why? There's already like a, a significant height difference and size difference in this yeah. tribe versus even just Reba. Like, mm -hmm. they're, yeah. <laughs> And finally, Blue, also known as Belu, which literally sounds like you're saying Blue in another language. I know it's a stretch, but for comedy, let's go with it. It's comprised Belu. of Brando, Bruce, Jake, Katara, Kelly, and Kendra. Yes, it is. How long before the Belu buff gets sold out? Oh, I mean, I haven't looked. I never, I, I don't really ever follow how... The, the tribe buffs are going, but I definitely feel like yellow is not going anywhere. Yeah. No. Tika. Um, I had to get Tika right in before it got sold out 15 million times because best alliance ever. I mean, that was just a, that was a great casting situation, putting the three of them together, but it's fine. Now, <laughs> listeners, I'm going to tease something. I'm not making a fun fucking promise. It could happen. It might happen. Timing will be everything. You might hear a recap with Jam Jam this season. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> we're working on it he he said he wants to so we're gonna try to make it happen we'll we'll figure it out we will figure it out but he's a he's a busy bee everyone wants to hang out with him i mean duh he's so cool i love him all right well they are in the tribe stage of the game where they don't know each other yet but they will compete with two other groups who also don't know each other yet time to test who should be in what role and who will work together best in this challenge two players from each tribe will race to an empty massive crate filled with very heavy rope and sandbags they will retrieve a key the next pair will leap off the barge and swim to a boat and find another key they will get to the boat and paddle back the remaining pair will take the two keys unlock two poles that will they will use to retrieve the Flint, first tribe to get their flint will earn their camp supplies comprising of a pot, machete, and flint. The losing tribes will try to earn another way. How would you do in this challenge? Of which leg would you want to run? I would probably want to do the last leg. The, uh -huh. the key flip. Or the... Yes. Yeah, I would want to be doing that. I would not want to be passing sandbags. And I would... I'm not the strongest swimmer, so I wouldn't want to be in the swimming part. See, I could I climb can the swim. ladder. It's the, it's the but paddling I that I can't do. Oh, I can paddle. I just, I'm not a very fast swimmer. So I feel like I would be slowing us down there. Will I be including a clip of me swimming in my audition tape? Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The running challenge, <laughs> challenge is on. <laughs> Did you like that they put a full on challenge on a boat? I mean, I didn't mind it because it brought me back to like the Pearl Islands and like some of the older seasons where we started on something different or like David versus yeah. Goliath where they had the challenge on the boat. Like I enjoyed like them just jumping straight into it. Um, I will say that is a difficult challenge to do without actually knowing anyone's strengths and going based Correct. off of what people's egos think they're going to be good at. Correct. And what you want to show. Exactly. 
We have Austin and Sifu for Reba, Caleb and Sabaya for Lulu, and Bruce and Katora for Bello. It starts pretty even match with the same strategy with one in the cage, the other tossing it to the crate. Also, the way that they were the red team was chanting Reba, I just couldn't stop cackling and think like this was them just pretending they're at a concert. Um, yes. Also, I hope Reba will give her own version of Sia Money. I hope. Have you seen, do you follow J. Maya at all? I don't, I don't. So Jay Maya put a reel up like uh, right after the premiere. And she was like, when I got put on the red tribe, the immediate thing going through my head and it's her like a picture of the red tribe and just a single mom who works two jobs. <laughs> and I was like, I'm dying. I like her a lot. <laughs> Reba will finish first with Austin getting the key. Lulu follows, follows with Caleb grabbing the key and Bruce for Bello in the water for red is Julie and Jay. Um, sounds like a great drag name. Julie Jay. Isn't there already a Julie yes, J? That's the, that's the joke. That's the oh, okay. <laughs> God damn it. Right. You know my dad jokes are always here. Always. <laughs> Sean and Brandon will water race for Lulu with Kelly and Jake following for Bello. We have a slight lead for Yellow making up ground, which will be very, 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 very short-lived. As I've previously said, I know of Brandon... And if your friends are listening, I apologize. This is here for comedy content. Brandon will just fail miserably at the ladder. Like this is the same ladder. He climbed earlier to get onto the boat. But this time the adrenaline and anxiety is getting the best of him. Sean will go up. First is red and blue will catch up as Brandon has lost any semblance of a lead they have. Now, Sean, the tiny little Twinkie muscle boy will try to help Brandon and pull him up. Um, really the worst combo to put here. Oh, absolutely. Like, they're like, go pull him up. When Caleb yelled that, I was like, how? How are you expecting this person yeah. who is half of this person, other person's size to be able to muscle him up onto the boat? Like, yeah. maybe he can give him some leverage, but he's not pulling him all the way up. Yeah. All this is happening is Kendra and Brando and Drew and Dee are on the final stage. The best move all day was having the eight foot tall nerd get the flint. I mean, all, all I can he did think was reach his arm look, up and he probably would have gotten it. All I can think when I see him though is Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and, and I was like, so in my head, I'm going, Napoleon Dynamite secures the win. <laughs> Just... Brandon is still trying to get up as he says he can't do it. He feels so weak. Is it safe to say that if I get on, I should go do some climbing practice? I mean, you would think in general, if people are going on, they do the the Carson route where they either gain weight, Eight months. start working out, like do things to condition your body before you're going out into a vis very physical based game. Also, the way that Brandon crawled over looking like a drowned harassed rat. Y'all, it's not a dig. It's a lyric from a song. Let's have a kiki. Come on. Come on. Just get over the joke. Come on. But the way he was crawling, I was like, no, you're looking dead bad, bad, bad. Anyway, we have Hannah and Emily now getting into the final stage, but Team Tall and Short will get to Flint first. Game over. Now, I got to know. I don't I don't really know if their heights are out there. Is Drew the tallest player? Or is it Skinny Ryan? Is it Ian? Someone give me the stats. Um, and why the is it always player Skinny to ever. I mean, we did have I mean, some basketball players, so. We have. Are you saying ever? The tallest player ever? Yeah. 
I don't um I don't know. Maybe it's just because the 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 height differentiation. He looks like a giant because the rest of his tribe is very that's short. Fair, that's fair. Now because again, he I, might not be that much taller than Bruce. We don't know. I love to know heights because after meeting Jam Jam and Carson, I would have probably been on the taller side of season forty four. Right. Right. Um, Reba. Go on. <laughs> Reba has won their tribe supplies, which will be waiting at their camp. Lulu and Bella will have to earn their camp supplies in another way. They will each choose two players from their tribe to participate in Sweat vs. Savvy, now with a twist. After electing to sit out of Sweat, Brandon will not be sent for Yellow. It will be Sabaya and Caleb. Blue will have Brando volunteering alongside Jake. Do you think this was the best pairs going in blindly or thinking you know what the challenge was based on previous seasons, that's who they selected? I think they thought it was going to be like the prior seasons and they were going to get to choose Sweat or Savvy because it looked like Blue was sending a team for Savvy and Yellow was sending a team for Sweat. Yes. That's what it seemed like. The remaining players will paddle their way to their new home, though Brandon will be asked to sit with medical first. Now, Hannah will note that watching Brandon essentially have a panic attack was a shock to the system, so now she's feeling entirely overwhelmed and unsure of what she was getting herself into. She says that people say it looks easy when you're on the couch, and yeah, this line will not age well, but we will get to it. Now, we're going to discuss the ultimate outcomes when we reach their respective tribes, but I would like to start with the sweat and savvy. The boats flow in as we see an hourglass, a bunch of wood, and let's get it on. We have a new twist, so we're going to learn about it. The note reads that they have failed on their first attempt at earning their supplies. Here's your second chance. They will compete head-to-head in Sweat versus Savvy. In Sweat, they must move 40 very heavy logs from a stack and drop them in a pile 200 feet across the beach. Once they have completed this task, they can move immediately to the Savvy task. For this task, they have to remove a flint connected to a circle of rope attached to a metal structure. The first to complete can lay claim to their camp supplies and return to their tribe as heroes. The losing pair will return empty-handed. How would you do in this challenge? What did you think of this little twist? Um, I didn't necessarily think it was fair because... Not at all. In years past, the Sweat versus Savvy challenge... If you do sweat, you get four hours to complete Correct. it. If you choose savvy, you get one, one two, one or two. So there was a, I think maybe the first two times they did it, you got mm-hmm. two guesses. And if it was wrong the first time, you got a second chance. But to drop it down to one hour to complete the sweat and savvy was not fair. It right. should have at least been two. Mm-hmm. Because that puzzle is not one we've ever seen. So how are Thanks, they supposed Carson. to know? How are they? How are they supposed to know how to do this puzzle just off of a whim of seeing a bunch of metal on a table and a rope? There's no right. explanation for how they need to complete it. It's just there. We saw a video of someone doing it, but even then, it looked not like it just looked complicated right. and not something that they were going to get off of like maybe ten minutes or five minutes or however long they had left after moving all of that heavy wood. The sand timer's turned over. This is sweat and savvy that no one prepared for. Sabaya will tell us they have one hour to move 40 logs and to finish the puzzle. Do you think that was going to be enough time? Absolutely Based on the first time, first look at it. 
Now, obviously, we've already heard Jeff say, well, we had our dream team do it. They did fine, blah, 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 blah. They also built the puzzle so they know how it's done. Correct. Some of those logs were big. Like, they were intensely big. Watching poor Brando, I was like, this kid is actually smaller than the logs. Yeah. I was like, they were different sizes. So they were different weights. So some of them required two people moving them. Some of them still required two people moving them because of the people that had gone. And it was, it just was not a balanced thing. Like if they had, what if they had sent thinking it was sweat and savvy and both of them had sent like yellow had sent Emily and Hannah. (laughs) Thinking it was going to be thinking it was going to be an option to do sweat or savvy. And they were like, well, we can do puzzles. Let's do this. Mr. Twinkie Boots, this is just proof that Jeff Probst likes the alpha male and wants the alpha male to have the glory. Right. We already have a confession about this being nail in the coffin for not succeeding for their tribe, feelings of exhaustion. I mean, Brando is literally rolling a fucking log. We have Caleb and Sabaya tag teaming a log. Now, Sabaya will talk, will start talking to herself as she summons her dad, who tells her that she's got more. Who would you want to start talking to you in your mind if you needed a boost? Britney Spears. Britney Spears? Not Sweet <laughs> Fields? She would just say, work, bitch. Work, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, you want to, you want your flint? You want your machete? You better work, bitch. <laughs> oh my God, there's a remix. Caleb tells us that Sabaya was beefing her up. Brandon says that this was the hardest thing he, Brando, sorry, this is going to be very fucking confusing. Brando, Brandon, come on. Brando says that this is the hardest thing he's had to do in his life. And it's only day one. He says that he was on the verge of passing out four separate times, which is okay. So there's the confusion. I could have called him Brandon because that's what, yeah. Um, Brando thinks that there is an unspoken agreement where the buff dude will carry them through sweat and the nerdy guy will carry through savvy. Are we now officially calling um, Mr. Jakey Poo uh, a buff guy? I mean, in comparison to Brando, yes. Okay, okay. Team Yellow was at the puzzle first, and they get stuck immediately. Blue is up, and Brando is clueless. What is the trick to this challenge? What was so difficult that they and we as viewers were not seeing? Um, The fact that when they got there, it just looked like... It just looked like a contraption that was set up for a different challenge. And they were like uh just tie a rope around it and see if they can get that get it off so what 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 was the mechanism like what was i i because i kept watching and i'm like i don't quite grasp what this is a magic trick uh, like you know the challenge when you'd have the um, big dome and you have to put the rope through it i thought that is what was going for but there clearly was not enough rope to literally hang yourself off of also jake saying wicked smat with the accent I was thrust back to freshman year at Boston University where my roommate had an even thicker accent and it was brutal. I don't know if I can handle it this season. You're triggered. We've gone You're so triggered many already seasons. by the Boston. We've gone so many seasons where we haven't had like a Rodney or a Boston Rob and it's like, oh my God, my ears are not bleeding and now we're back to it. Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta suck it up for television. Are they dumb? At least they're dumb together. The panic is setting in as the clock is going down. It looks like no one will get it. But we will check on the results shortly. We're going to go tribe by tribe and talk about their experience. Are you ready? Let's kick things off with the leading tribe of the episode, Reba. Team Red. They will paddle their way to the beach as Jay Maya tells us that victory tastes so good. You've won things. Does it taste good? 
Yeah, I love winning. It's great. <laughs> this was a bucket list item to win a first challenge on Survivor for her. Now, I don't know if it's my immature mind or what, but when they then say that Reba is stacked, all I could think about was Reba McIntyre with Dolly Tits. Or like multiple wigs on top. See, then you're not as immature as I am. Or she's wearing like some stacked lashes yeah. or. So basically you're just describing Dolly Parton. Yeah, she's <laughs> Dolly Parton, but I never mentioned the the, the bazooms. Yeah. Uh, so Jamai will say that they are stacked in the sense that they have the brain cut to Sifu, the uh, the bronze cut to Sifu, the brain cut to Drew and the morale. What, what, what was the morale tribe? I don't remember them. I guess that's supposed to be the beauty. <laughs> well, she just called y'all ugly. She did that. <laughs> now, as a reminder, they have all their supplies. And as they make their way up to the tribe flag, J. Maya notes that there are letters in a foreign language on the bottom of it. And I knew in that moment there was a puzzle, but we will get to that. Um, I At the viewing party I was at, I was like, that that's something, that's something. Keep your eye on it. You don't do that. That's new. They will do introductions where they will start with Jay, the professional singer-songwriter. Um, and I will be like, sing for us, Angel of Island. Sifu says he does Tai Chi since he was six, as his father taught him. We have Purple Julie or Heather, whichever one you want to call her. Um, she is a single mom, and you know exactly where my brain went. That's she why she's on Reba. <laughs> well, we know that she does have one that is teaching on our class at home. But is she a fighter? Oh. Does now, she have two kids? I don't know. Let's cut to her confessional, though, where Julie is not cosplaying as Reba Hart, but as an estate lawyer. She went back to school when she was 40, and I was like, oh, God, why would you do that? But as far as her tribe knows, they don't need to know because who needs to give a million dollars to an attorney? There's that plot line again, and guess what? More lawyers to come. Why are there so many lawyers on this season? Do you think they're like the casting team's personal lawyers? <laughs> That would be some shit. But no, I don't think they are. I just, I'm like, because there's, wasn't one of them also a law student? Or had just passed the bar. Jake had just passed. Just passed the bar. That's what it was. Let's move on and meet Drew. Drew Basil, 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 whatever. He is from Metro Detroit. He is 22 years old, college student in his last semester, and he's tall. And he has multiple personality disorder. He says there are two identities to him. There is drew who is moody and introspective and writes poetry and bazil who comes out at the bar or the frat parties where he's out going and has his hand around your shoulder who wants to be friends with everybody he says between the two there is a full well-rounded and confident person that will work to his advantage on the beach and i was like okay this kid is she's he's trying too hard yes is there a difference between how chad and how twinkie boots would play survivor absolutely which Twinkie one would... Boots would be Twinkie Boots goes in playing very flirty and mm-hmm. utilizing the performer aspect of my life. Chad goes in with the mentality of the nerd that I was growing up and working all the puzzles and working the political side of the game. Twinkie is there to have fun. Twinkie's there to <laughs> to flirt his way through and win America's heart. Chad is there to win the game. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. 
let's check in with our friend Sifu, who is looking for an idol. He wants to make this experience like it's his second time out. Okay. He thinks that his tribe doesn't know he's idol hunting, but baby, they know. They're not. You're away from your group. They know. Even in the live games that I play, if you're away from your group longer than five minutes, they think you're hunting. They talk about tracking him down, and guess what? Someone thinks he's the next Tony Vlachos so going into stealth mode. D tells the other girls about his perceived Tony game and floats the idea that he has more than one advantage or idol already. I was like, okay, we're planting seeds, but that's a little too intense here, girl. They will catch him spying on them, and when they use the Tony Vlachos spy shack vocabulary, dude, you can't outplay the players. No, when they when they've seen it. You can't. That's why Tony did a completely different option the next time he played. He didn't do Spy Shack or Spy Shed. He did Air and all of like he changed it up because you know people have seen the show. Spy Bunker. Like, you know, you've got to change it up. Hide in the fucking well. (laughs) Dee says that back home, her mom calls her a little fireball. And if this was the real world, she would not hold back, but she knows that he can't be trusted. She's a smarty pants. I like Dee. She kind of gives me Carla vibes. That's why I like her. I don't know why. Meanwhile, let's check in on Wu and Xander's baby, Austin, who is walking on the beach in his black undies. And I mean, fine. You made, you made me look what you made me do. I'm not mad. See, I said. <laughs> I'm going to say it. This cast is not cute. They're not cute. Austin's cute. Mm-hmm. He's no Xander. Oh, see, I think Austin. Personally, this is my own opinion. I think Austin's cuter than Xander. I said it. Well, Austin tells us that the only person who has been caught searching is Sifu. So he will keep his eyes open as he's doing what he's doing. And guess who found something? Run, run, run. What's Austin have? It's a beware advantage. If you take it, it's yours. And you must do what it says. I want to analyze this because I might have been a little confused at, at the specifics of this. But the first part. Do you think knowing that if you take it it's yours do you think that means he was supposed to look at the specific part of the thing on the tree like if he took it off the tree or is it when you open it i think it's when you open it i think because they with it being tied and wrapped up and you can't actually look at it i i think it's saying this is one if you want it take it if not um so it's not like the words beware in your eyesight right i think you have to like so this, then he would have to tie it to the tree again yeah he would have to put it back if he wasn't taking it okay because again i think it's a little unfair to potentially hide the beware in a way that a normal player would just take it and run with it so if the rules were like if you if you take it off it's yours i guess it's all semantics and and the game is what it is but he will open it and reveal that it is a clue to a hidden immunity idol. Retrieving it will require you to complete a series of tasks. Multiple, not one. I need until, to know what all of the tasks are because we only got the first one. <laughs> right. Now, until you've taken possession of the idol, you can't vote at tribal council. Want, want, there's the beware. Now, how many tasks do you think it will be? Um, I, I mean, three is the magic number. I feel like it's going to be three. And usually when it's clues to an idol, it's usually around three. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to be like a decode this message and that message going to tell you where it is. I feel like it's going to say decode this message. It's going to tell you the next clue is blah, blah, blah. I agree. That's exactly what it is. Well, the first one is to decipher the coded message on the tribe flag. 
clues everywhere. Now, all I saw from very quick glance was the word dig. Were there any other words that you could decipher on the half lettered thing? I, I thought at one point I saw not like K-N-O-T, like he has okay. to untie a knot of some kind. Um, I, there was something else. I thought I saw like survive and okay. something. I mean, dig was the easy one. That was the one that was definitely present. present. Um, friends, if you're listening to this, most likely you um, are part of our tribe. Um, and that's why we're going to have this conversation right now. Um, where did Austin hide the clue? Was it in his bulge? Like he had nothing on him besides his undies. So I'm not mad if he made himself look bigger. Um, it could be in the waistband. It was literally just a piece of paper. But what about the rest of the clue? So like the parchment? Yeah, you mean you the parchment and the, the yeah. Um, it's in his bulge. I mean, it possibly is, or it could be under his bulge. Okay. Oh, let's move on. Let's go visit blue people over at Bellow. It's Bruce and his angels. He is getting his second chance at something that people don't even get their first chance at, and this euphoric. Do we know which beach he is on? Wouldn't it be wild if they're like, go on Tika Beach again? That would have been too obvious, right? Yeah, I have no idea what beach. I didn't pay attention, or I wasn't like pinpointing or looking at for details but Bruce? i i think yeah, they're ahead. i don't think they're on tika beach i think they are on um oh god i can't think of whose beach i thought they were on anyway, i'm very on. bad at figuring out who's on what beach so if someone wants to help us out go for it um bruce whether prompted by production to have his aura or not says he wanted to joke around with them and say that they're with a celebrity but nah He's feeling, feeling amazing, and we'll talk to the girls about how the other tribes were coming hard. And at this point in time, Team Blue is not Team Emily. They are not here for this girl who came up to him and went, bitch! He thinks that Emily was trying her hardest to run that bus over him as many times possible. And then um, he's going to make things really awkward. And I have to say, at the viewing party... They didn't seem as disturbed by it, but as a homosexual, I was like, Bruce, bring it down. He will tell the girls that he is not dad. He is crazy Uncle Bruce. Like, isn't there a common stereotype like of crazy uncles piddling and paddling? Like, maybe next time we should choose our words a little better. Like, I would have been running far away from him if he said, call me uncle. I mean... I didn't want to call him dad to begin with. I was like, he's Bruce. Just leave, leave, leave nicknames at the door. Like, come on. The who's Tommy? You're There's there a literally a song days. about Uncle Eddie. I'm like, Fiddle there, about. you are not out there long enough to need nicknames and pet names for your people that you're playing with. Like, no. just call them by the name that they are. <laughs> Bruce claims that this was his way of lowering his threat level as he didn't want to be a leader. Ha <laughs> ha. Kendra will ask the girly if, girlies if they know how to weave palm fronds. And of course, in this day and age, someone learned it on Reddit. Now, crazy Uncle Bruce, he does not want to be a leader, will come in and give one tidbit of advice. The biggest waste of time is weaving palm fronds. True or false? False. If it's going to be a rainy season, you need something to... So maybe he doesn't have an advantage in this game. 
Well, he didn't get, he wasn't there long enough for the exactly. rain. We will now have a montage of Bruce not being able to help himself and give advice like partially what wood makes the smoke and keeps away the bugs, showing where the fire pit should be and when they should eat. And of course, Kendra's like, the man is a Leo by his work ethic. Do you think she's correct? Is he a Leo? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. The star. I kind of wanted to look up the astro- astrological signs of everyone because I vibe with Emily. I get that she like is very much on like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to do this. I'm very straightforward. I'm curious if she's a Capricorn <laughs> because of that. <laughs> well, speaking of, let's meet our ladies. Kendra is 30. Kelly is 29 and looks older than that, but okay. And Katori is 29, but looks younger. So there's that. Just saying. 30, 29, 29, two going to be 30. Casting. What are you doing here? Is 30 the now like prime number to be on the show? What'd you say their names were or their numbers were? 30, 29, 29. Okay. One of them lied. Oh, okay, okay. Which one? <laughs> um, Katura is 35, according oh. to the internet. So I don't know oh. if that's accurate or not. Kelly is 29. Is she pulling a Hollywood star? She might be pulling a Hollywood <laughs> star. She might also be doing that so that she doesn't seem old enough to be a lawyer. That's fair. That's fair. Well, the reason we have this information and why it's important is because we have two Virgos and a Libra. And astrology is very clearly important to this tribe. The girls are vibing, and we know that usually means alliance is brewing. Kelly says that her and Kendra are super different people, as Kendra is a free-spirited, weird astrology girl who does stand up and is from Salem, Mass., so yes, she may or may not be a witch. The girls will ponder how long the boys will be away for and are hoping for a machete to cut down the trees. Now, I need to ask, how many seasons of Survivor have been on these beaches? Now, how is there any wood and bamboo left for future seasons? Like, is it possible like, to hope that production replants fauna each season? Um, maybe, okay, go with this. Maybe if they do that, there will be new trees for when we have survivor offsprings finally hit the beach. Oh, God. Um, I'm waiting for, I feel like it's just brewing that one of Robin Amber's daughters is going to be on an upcoming season. And Jared Fields. And Jared Fields, yes. No, he's, he, they're like, forget it. We're not casting. You're a terrible human. Oh, he is not doing well outside this house. They, Sari is going to come out this show and realize America hates her child. Oh, oh. it's true. He, do you see the things people say on Twitter? No, I don't follow Big Brother. Oh yeah, they're not. Oh, he's not. He's a liar. Apparently, he, he had a girlfriend or a situation. Oh, well, anyway. It's coconut time, and they are saying it's it's good. Do you like coconut water? No. <laughs> no, not at all? I don't really love coconut water. I try to like coconut water, and it's just like it... I don't know. It's just like the consistency or like the fact that I can smell the coconut while I'm drinking it just doesn't sit great with me i would of course I have to coconut. get used to it if i'm going on the show but that's true i like i like coconut i just don't like coconut water i don't know why well they're going to be improvising waiting for jake and brando to get back and they do but we're going to find out what ha- happened brando says they got nothing for the first time in the new era of survivor no one beats sweat versus savvy no pot or machete or flint jake will be like the good thing is they don't have anything either and i'm like well that's not gonna make me feel good i don't care now, please note, 
up until this time, no one on this tribe assumes anything suspicious went down. Gullible or strong trust? I think they have stronger trust, obviously. I agree. I don't think they're, I think they look at, they looked at the other tribes and they said, you know what? I feel like we're strong enough overall that we're going to be fine. We'll get it eventually. So whatever you want to tell us, whether it's true or not, we're going to go with it because we have nothing to go off of saying it's false. Like we have no reason to believe you would lie to us. Let's see how our leaders are doing as they have connected with each other the most. Black Widow Brigade 2.0. Over on Lulu? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Still, we're still on Oh, Bellow. Oh, the three of... Um, I don't think so yet. I don't think... Okay. I don't think three can be a Black Widow Brigade enough yet in this Jeffrey, common era. stop making three tribe stars. Give us more ladies so we can have it. I mean, I I feel like there's a couple of that they could have just kept off this season and done a gone back to a sixteen, but see, Kendra wants to go for, to the final three with them, and Katora says that they can support each other, and Kelly says they are the, may the best woman win, and we are really leaning into the lexicon of drag race more and more each season of Survivor. <laughs> Kendra notes that each season women have gone first, and she says she is trying to change the status quo. It's all great because they're all September birthdays. It's written in the stars. So their first target is Jake. Why, Kendra? Because he's a lawyer. Uh-oh. That's not going to sit well with her new pal, Katora. This is why she told her tribe she is an office manager at a nonprofit. She doesn't want people to know she's a lawyer because it will put a target on her back. Is that a smart strategy? I mean, if she can keep it up for 26 days, it's a great strategy to think Two that... Two out of three lawyers have said they're not lawyers. Right. Um, I feel like if she wants to make a move at some point utilizing Jake, she can say, yo, you're being targeted because you're a lawyer. I am also a lawyer. Let us work together and try to finagle these people Let's in a way that lawyer. they don't understand. But I don't think, I don't see that being a way that she will go. Um, I don't know. Like, based off of the the dynamics of this tribe so far, I don't see a reason why Jake would not be the first one gone. We will have this really cute and adorable scene where lawyer Katora is pretending to not be a lawyer and will ask lawyer Jake, who is actually telling him he's a lawyer, what it's like being a lawyer. He says it's scary. She is selling her life by putting all the attention on baby lawyer. Do, 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 do. He just passed the bar, so he's excited to tell them he's a public defender. And this girl is good. She is very good at playing along. No, she's great. That, this is another reason why I enjoy her, because... She's playing a game that is very under the radar and it's very like, yeah, she's weaving a lot of lies, but she's sitting into them in a way that she's confident in them. So she's not, I don't feel like she's going to mess them up at least. Yeah, she's not. not getting super threatening strategic vibes from Jake and thinks he should have known better than to reveal yourself as a lawyer. Um, again, we, I've, we've commented a couple times this episode already. Do we need to stop the lawyer narrative? Maybe next season, no lawyers. I mean, why not an entire season of performers? We haven't we had that before? Kidding. <laughs> Go back to the 20s. 
Oh, remember the days when they were all recruits and you're like, what is happening? Oh my gosh. It's Lulu time and we have Sean, Emily, and Hannah hit the beach as Brandon is off with medical. Do we know if they had to paddle their beach? Because with only three people, that would have been really hard, especially those three. Um, I feel like, no, I feel like they would have done the, didn't they get like ferried over there with someone? I don't know. Because Jeff sent them away and said, go paddle to your beach. So I don't know. Oh, maybe. Well, Emily will leave the charge and say that before they all get into it, before the other members of the tribe get back, she is planting seeds that she is very suspicious that Caleb and Sabaya volunteered. Here we go. She says, if anyone comes back without anything, it makes you wonder. Right off the bat, she is aggressive to Bruce. She's starting to sow dissent. Is this strategy or making television? I think it's um, a little of both. I think it's strategy because it's starting to plant seeds so that they're not focused on her. But it's also television because she knows that we've seen 44 seasons of the show that in order to have any kind of through line or narrative for certain people, you have to have those sound bites and those moments with the camera with one-on-one with your tribe mates. So I think it's a little of both. Um, in this era of survivor, the people going on know it's a television show. Mm-hmm. It's not just a game. They're doing this for like a bit of ratings for the show at this point to keep it going on. So I feel like a lot of the people that are going on know that they have to create moments. And I feel like that's what she's attempting to do. Emily is not happy they had two volunteers to go work their asses off for Flint and a machete as she proclaims herself to be a pessimist. She is nervous when anyone is off by themselves. And I mean, based on previous seasons, when the sweat and savvy versus savvy challenge is on, that's when the nerves of the minority two come into play as the others can go idol hunting or birdcage hunting. Do you buy what she's selling? Isn't she still hypocritical, though? Um, Not necessarily, because with them doing this at the exact same time, they've just gotten to the beach. We've seen, or at least the way that we've seen this edit, we've seen that the three of them have just arrived. So they haven't had any time to go and do these things. The other tribe the other members of the tribe may have left the boat before them. So they have been gone slightly longer than them in order to solidify this part of what she's thinking. At least that's the opinion I'm getting. I'm defending her. Yes, I get that I am defending her, but I, I don't think that it's necessarily hypocritical. Okay. All right. That's fair. Brandon will come back as he is disappointed himself. He is embarrassed and is going into camp thinking they already planned a funeral with candles in his honor. He is not the walking dead. He is alive. He will interrupt the meet and greet. So Sean starts out with, where are you from? As Hannah is like, how are you feeling? Jersey bad. And I was like, wait, that's like me. (laughs) Jersey bad. (laughs) Brandon will tell us that he is shaken up about his future challenge performance. So Emily will ask him the last thing he remembers. Girl, he didn't die he didn't didn't think completely calm down but his biggest fear is that he will have to be on the ground after each challenge hannah will deduce that it was a panic attack as brandon will tell her that everything there is anxiety ridden welcome to life kiddo (laughs) 
Hannah says she wants to get to know them all, but says they should be do shelter stuff. Girl, it's called multitasking. I'm not great at it, but y'all can adapt. Talk and build. Talk and build. It's easy. So of these four, who is the shelter person? It's looking like they are mellow yellow because the stack tribe is clearly not here. <laughs> what would you do if you knew y'all could not do anything? Um, I mean, at some point you've got to improvise because you know that the sun's going to go down at some point, And if you don't have somewhere to sleep, if you're not rested, you're not going to perform. So remember so... how we were just having a conversation about, oh my God, it's not hypocritical of Emily to call them out. Well, if they come back and there's no shelter built or anything, isn't maybe hypocritical to think maybe they've been going on an idol hunt? No, it's just them not knowing how to do shit. They gathered supplies. Okay, okay. Emily says, there's nothing useful to do without a machete as they don't have any shelter supplies. Sean notes that Brandon is out for the count, sitting on the bench. That's really just a log. Hannah is sweeping the ground. Listen, crazy Uncle Bruce let his tribe do that. So don't knock Hannah. Knock her for other shit later. Darkness is coming. Will their friends come back with the material that they need? The boat arrives. They share that they both failed the challenge, and without a beat of hesitation, Emily mumbles that they have an advantage. I would have smacked that girl in the face if I heard her say that. Like, bitch, you didn't volunteer. Shut your trap. Emily says her angle was palpable, and in her mind, they took advantage. Caleb will recount the events, and Emily will question if they got anything in the first part of the challenge for beating the other tribe. Do you think it would have been fair to tier the challenge where if you beat the other tribe on part one, you get X, beat the other tribe in part two, you get Y, and if you finish first, you get Z? Absolutely, it would have been fair. That's how that's it should how have been. That, that's how it should have been. They could have done for if you finish Savvy first, or they should have just tiered it to begin with. Have you get your machete if you finish this. You get your pot if you get to this. You get your flint if you finish all of it. Like I'm here tiering for it. it, it would have made more sense than all or nothing. Guarantee you next season we'll have that. I don't know. I don't know if we will. I think they're determined that they're going to get somebody to do this. Emily is not here for nothing nefarious going on. She finds BS. And while her BS is going to get her in trouble, Sean will tell Sabaya about Emily's skepticism the moment they stepped foot on the beach. We're going to go visit Brandon and Hannah. And Brandon is in lay down mode. And I'm like, okay, dude, you're a super fan. Did you think this was Club Med? Like, I'm not sure what his angle is. Like, I understand you just went through something a little traumatic, but like, the game's on. Like, everything you do, people are watching you do. I mean, they were watching the moment you started crying on the boat. Both Hannah and Brandon have hit a wall. And for Hannah, it's because she's not survivorly. Make it up words as we go. Are you survivorly? That's the best soundbite of the entire thing, honestly. Her I, creating a word for the dictionary, I'm not survivorly. I am shocked it was not the title of the episode, but I don't think Jeff wanted to give her any more credit. Probably not. Hannah's stressed about sleeping and having none of their supplies. Meanwhile, Brandon is having fun despite the day's events. What a motley duo this was. Hannah is so upset about her wet feet and she's hangry. She will now start crying, saying it's literally day one. Is this an advertisement for people to not apply for the show now? Um, I mean, now you're not going to get as many of the, ser- the series that are getting up off a couch to go and do it themselves. 
because they're going to see this episode and see two people that they may think resemble them and be like, oh, they say they can do hard things, but they clearly can't. Do you want to hear my little tagline for my video? Absolutely. Say hey to the gay who got off the settee and out of the AC. (laughs) Because I only want to apply to shows that had air conditioning. There you go. There it is. Oh, boy. Hannah and Brandon are melting down together. As they say, day one is hard. He had no idea how hard it was. He wanted to give up early, but says he that they have to see it through. This is only temporary. And Hannah says, um, it's only temporary. It's going to age so badly so much later. But Brandon feels better as an anxious person than being able to comfort someone else. Hannah calls him very grounded. Mr. Twinkie Boots, what is Hannah's job? In life? Mm-hmm. She's a therapist. And she needs the calming down? Yes. Mr. Twinkie Boots, you've been on the podcast before talking about um, certain recent other therapists. Uh-huh. Is it fair for me to say that um, therapists are not s- doing well? That they need to stop um, casting therapists and lawyers? Or, or the same type of female therapist. Oh, she is nothing like Tori. What about the other one? From last season? Oh, God, who was that? No, last two season? seasons. Allie Gabler. Oh, Allie. See, Allie gives me more Emily vibes. I don't know. All, all I'm saying is when you have Brandon having to comfort you and you're the therapist... Now we have our dear Hannah, the blondie who appears to yet another horrible player who happens to be a shrink, tells Brandon she is crying probably from her nicotine withdrawal. Okay, what? Does production need to advise these future players to like maybe not do the smoking thing or like stop when they hit the submit button on their application? I mean, yes, but also just don't smoke. This is my. I mean, that's, this that's, is my PSA. That's a, that's a different conversation. I agree with this you. This is my PSA to the world: just don't smoke. <laughs> it's day two when they are trying to build something. Sabaya is in workforce mode as they have barely a shelter. All the structural ideas have been hers, even though they don't have a machete. She thinks everyone is making an effort and has good attitude. Do hard things. Do you like to do do hard things? I mean, I do hard things all the time. Like what? I can't talk about them. <laughs> Ew, that's gross. Um, there's one person who is doing all of that except for Emily. Sabaya tells us that Emily is a glass half empty kind of person. I get that. Like I'm kind of that way most of the time. Caleb will tell us that Emily has a lot of pessimism. She's not the person who's going out and saying how to fix this situation. She's the why they can't do it in this way kind of person. And that is how I would clash with her. Like, I cannot handle that. My feeling is if you don't like how I'm doing something and don't have a solution for me to do it better, shut your fucking mouth. I don't have a rebuttal for that because um, I don't have a reason for why that would be a better statement. Hannah and Caleb will chat about Emily where Hannah says she can't be around negativity. And I'm like, can you be around yourself? Brandon walks with Sabaya, who floats the idea that the tribe would be a stronger version without Emily. The target has arrived. 
Emily will mock her tribe for patting themselves on the back for the world's worst shelter in Survivor. Girl, you know they and you and your friends and family and the Survivor fandom is going to see this. You can't blame the edit on the words that come out of your mouth hole. I don't feel like she's trying to blame the edit. No, no, I'm just saying, like, if, if people come at her, like, oh. it came out of your mouth. She will say that she knows she has this personality that is so different from people she's around, and she states that she can't be the same as them. Now, listen, I get that. When they all start talking about how aliens built the pyramids, I, too, would be like, wait, are we all dumb? Are we going to learn that they're flat earthers, too? I feel like we are going to learn that. It, like I, I couldn't really tell if they were all going when, along with Sabaya or if if they all believed it. But I was like, this is when I would be like, okay, I will alienate myself. I do not believe what you are saying is actually real. But also, yeah, I feel like I feel like it's a little of both. I feel like yes, that person believed it, and there might have been one other that believed it. But when they all suddenly got in, I was like, no, they're they're trying when to When Sean, the principal, is like, yeah. I was like, no, dude, you know better. They're trying you know to better. alienate. They're trying to alienate her. <laughs> Emily feels like she's been isolated with crazy people. Maybe it's her own version of the Truman Show. Regardless, she's not jiving with the mood of the tribe. At least she is self-aware that the vibe might be that she's not easy to get along with. So vote her out. And that's where I'm going to give her the credit. Like, she is fully aware of the aura she gives, but she's going to figure out a way to make it work. Come on in. It's time for a first immunity challenge. It's a race. On Jeff's go, one player at a time will race up and over a ramp into a mud pit. Once everyone is through, they will drag a heavy bag of coconuts to a net basket where two players will race to shoot their coconuts into the basket until the keys are released. They will then work together to get everyone up a very tall tower and get ready for the best survivor challenge hack ever. Two players will unlock and solve a massive survivor puzzle. Please note, my favorite little twink Carson has destroyed the game for all of us future players as his 3D printing has forced the challenge department to change the puzzles. Thank you, friend. It was time Ooh. anyway, right? I mean, yeah. They've got the budget. Make the new puzzles. <laughs> Construct new things. Make new hard things. I, I mean, I just got my puzzles and I did them. I'm really good at them. Well, Thanks, Carson. It's fine. It's fine. First two tribes will win immunity, and they will win Pelican Pete. Well, one tribe will get Pelican Pete's head, and the other will get the stand he's, that he sits on. Sits on. <laughs> um, can we talk about this? Let's go back to exotic locales or having amazing themes. We are running out of ideas. A fucking pelican. I mean, the statue looked cool until you took it apart. I was like, why wasn't there just a smaller version of him? Right. Not taking apart, and especially coming off of last season with a sword and a shield that, like, put together actually looked like impressive. This just looks like. Uh, Are we going to find out, like, a pelican is an inside joke for production or something? Or that they ran out of time making it and they went to one of the local areas and said, uh, we'll take it. <laughs> Literally. I'm not, I would not be surprised. We will support the local commerce. All right, losers go to tribal council, and as a penalty, they will lose their flint. In the case of Bello and Lulu, since they failed their second attempt, they will have their supplies at camp, but if either lose, they will still not get their flint, which really just negates the whole sweat versus savvy thing, but whatever. 
How would you do in this challenge? I feel like I would, the part I would struggle if I had been the person selected to toss the coconuts, that's where I would have struggled. You're not good at tossing <laughs> coconuts? I am not a basketball player. And even though that's a huge hoop, nope. You can underhand it. You can do it. I, I, have faith I know in I you. can underhand it. They were all pretty much underhanding it. But <laughs> still, that's not where I would have put myself. I would have probably put myself on the puzzle. Survivors ready? Go. And they're off. They climbed up that wall and so far so good. The way that Jeff tells Bruce to keep his head down. Hilarious. Because we all remember what happened to the man last time. He did not keep his head down. Do you I've also noticed him ramp? being... I've also noticed Bruce being very cautious with everything that he's doing. Oh, every fully, time absolutely. He, every Except time for he goes the into things it, coming out of his mouth. That, but everything physically that he's doing, he's being very cautious. Yeah. Okay, strategy. Do you go down the ramp head first or feet first? Also, do you like mud? I don't love mud. Um, I probably go down... I probably go down face first because if my legs get weighed down by the mud faster, I won't be able to travel as fast. Right, because you then have to flip over to get forward. Yes, yes. Also, the Foley artistry of the mud, cinematic glory. Why was it so deep? But why was it so deep? The sound effects, the Foley artistry that they made was so fun, so disgusting. Is there Survivor ASMR anywhere? I'm sure there is. There's got to be a niche audience for that somewhere. Jeff saying go Reba is just so funny to me. Do you think Jeff has to sign off on tribe names? Like surely he's vetoed things in the past that he's like, I'm not saying those silly words. Yeah. I mean, I feel like no, he's deaf. There's definitely been some tribes where he's like, "Mm, try that again. Bella will get everyone through the mud first, followed by Reba with Lila very much behind. Jeff will mock Brandon, but I will say, young man, you know your hair is long. Pull it back so it doesn't get muddy. Well, so where is your belt? Those shorts were getting dangerously close to falling off on multiple occasions. Throughout the whole episode. Yeah. Maybe the maybe costume department said, no, you can't have a belt. That's a that's a a liability for us. For you to have this this ability this extra um thing to help build with or to do whatever with okay that's fair that's fair bella will get the coconuts to the map for the map first where jake and kendra are the tossers for reba it will be austin and sifu lulu it's sabaya and caleb bella drops the keys first and those camera shots of the shattering box is beautiful so pretty the wall is very hard like that was steep but also if you have a tall nerd on your tribe this should be easy. Yeah, well, one would think. Again, just hands up, he's over. Um, But then this makes me feel like he's not as tall as you think he is. Maybe, that the rest maybe. of the cast might just be really short. Also, the way that Brandon takes a tumble and there's no underscoring as we watch him just stew in his misery was very cruel. But he wanted Survivor. He got it. He did. He did get it. Okay. Is the human ladder the best strategy? Well, it will be our Lulu losers who will hack the challenge where they will use the buffs to pull each other over. 
What a brilliant move. And I cannot believe this was never done before. Um, uh, it was, it was, I kept expecting one of the buffs to rip. Honestly. So was I with the durability that they just proved like the buffs. Um, those people just sold so many buffs because of that. <laughs> right. They were like, this can hold up your house. Uh, this can do this. <laughs> like this is, this will seal this or whatever. Like the buff has many use. Um, I but loved it. I thought it was so good. I couldn't believe when I think it was Caleb was the last one up when he yeah. ran up and grabbed them. Like they were barely hanging them over. I know. And he ran up and grabbed both of them at the same time. And I was like, um, that was some great coordination on your part, Caleb. Kudos so, to you, but also not the tactic I would have used. With the hack, does that mean we're going to see future players do the same thing? Or are the challenge producers going to make it a way so you can't do that? Probably make it a way so you can't take off your, your buffs. So good. It was so good. Reba will get first, where they will send J. Maya and Drew to the puzzle. Bello has Brando and Kelly. They will squash the lead for Reba. Lulu will let Emily and Brandon attempt the puzzle, but it will be way too late as Bello wins immunity with a quick finish behind Reba. Lulu loses and are heading to Tribal Council. Brandon is having a struggle that will have to vote for someone who, who did better than him, and he feels bad about it. Are emotions allowed on Survivor? Should I not have emotions if I play this game? Carolyn already proved that emotions can be on Survivor and still make it all the way to the end. So it's not a, true. a problem with being emotional or having emotions. It's more just, I don't know what it is. Like, that's the difference between, I mean, A, it's the physical shit from this episode versus Carolyn's performance. Carolyn never won any challenges or never mm -hmm. like outstandingly did anything. And she was very emotional at a lot of challenge or at a lot of the episodes. But something about her and her energy was much more relatable than uh Brandon's is. Brandon's going in and he's calling Emily the pessimistic person. And it seems like he's already doubting himself. Sure. The Lulu losers will head to the water before strategizing, though Hannah will hate to admit, but says the moment that they lost, she felt relief because she thought maybe they'll vote her out and she'll go home. And here comes the downfall of an episode thanks to the inability to prepare for a singular by a singular human. Hannah will chat with Brandon, uh, where she admits that every person but her wants to really be there, but admits that everyone wants Emily out. Her concern is how can she get them to write her name because she wants to sleep in a bed, she wants nicotine, and she wants food. So clearly the casting director who championed her got fired. <laughs> um, I mean, did we, did we have any of the drag race queens that have quit? Did their casting directors get fired? Like, I don't know. Maybe not. Cause it's listen, something different. It's a different if she said mental health, this. If she said mental health, then it's a different conversation. Cause that's the thing that the drag race queens do now. Right. But mental health he with her quitting that's something we haven't had in a long time it's true that is very 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 true because the only other person i can think of quitting the game or the only other people i can think of quitting the game all happened back in all stars when sue quit and when jenna left for like her family reasons I'm, i think we had a couple in between i mean i'm sure we've dramatic. had others in between yeah but that anything other than voting out has been medically related Brandon's going to try to build her up uh, um, 
But she's like, why do I have to be here? Can I not be here? Brandon doesn't want her to want to be there without Hannah because up until this point, she's the only person we've seen him bond and align with. So he's just having a terrible, no good, very bad day. And it gets three worse. days. <laughs> no good, terrible, very bad three days. Heartburn and reflux. Y'all. He tells us that the night before he had the worst chest pain ever he's felt before and it didn't go away. He has reflux, which he takes medication for at home, but being in the physical pain is one of the worst feelings he's had in his life. Now, I know there are certain medications and such that each player is still allowed to take on a daily basis. I'm assuming whatever he's on didn't qualify. I mean, I guess it has to be like it's probably something over the counter that he just takes. And since it's not prescribed to him, maybe that's why he couldn't take it. But I feel like if it's an issue that you have, you disclose those issues. We've seen players that have been taken out of the game because they thought that they were cleared medically. And then listen, Jackson watching this season is like, are you fucking kidding me? You brought Bruce back, but you won't bring me back. Who actually is why did because I'm transgender fuckers. Well, why didn't they bring both of them back? Just like snake mail. That's the thing. Like, why didn't they bring both of them back? And then you have your two triumph season. There you go. Perfect. Love it. Oh, well. Anyway, Brandon will cry to Caleb, who will comfort him as Brandon laments about being in pain for 20 hours. Brandon will tell Caleb and Sabaya that he wants to play his shot in the dark because he feels like a liability. And Sabaya is like, we all know who we're voting for. It's Emily. She empathizes with his anxiety, but it's getting to the point where he's so down on himself he is manifesting the pain. Listen, if manifesting is working for him, I'm going to manifest this. I want a twink. Didn't work. Then get a twink. Oh, well. <laughs> Caleb and Sabaya ponder what it would mean if he plays the shot in the dark. And Caleb says that they're giving him trust, but he's not giving it back. So time to pivot. Brandon, plan A. Emily, plan B. Let's go check on plan B. Emily tells Hannah that Caleb and Sabaya are solidified alliance as they close they are close so her perspective is they believe they are so strong and don't give a fuck about running off together and will systematically pick them off one by one so they have to break up that strong duo I might be reaching here I'm sensing some microaggressions from a bitchy white girl against two black people oh I think you're reaching I don't think that's it at all okay okay a girl from Texas? No? Reaching? I don't think that that's what's happening at all. Okay. I think I don't know her person... political beliefs because I do know she's the one who didn't want Gabler to win. Um, but that's a narrative that the Republicans say. I don't think that that's the thing. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm standing in her corner for that. I don't think that that's what she's saying. I think because they volunteered together, they've worked every challenge that they've done together. They've, because they did the lifting in the first challenge. They did Sweat and Savvy. They also were the ones throwing the baskets. They did every inch of the game so far together. So from an, a perspective that she's coming from, I see where she's saying that, yeah, they could be getting very tight and bonded because they've done the entire game together so far. That's what I think she's saying. And I think she also thinks that she's up against the wall fighting for herself because she is not gelling with this group of people. So she knows that her name is out there. Now, based on everyone we've seen on the other two tribes, do you think there's other people she would gel with? 
Um, I feel like, yes, she could potentially work with, if she would, if she had been on Reba, she could have possibly worked with Drew. She could have possibly worked with, um, depending on Jay Maya's feelings and what we've, like, we haven't seen a lot of their personal, like, politics. I mean, again, like, just in a way of gameplay, she's already alienated Bello completely. Oh, yeah, she has, but you never know because a lot of times big moves are made in this game by aligning with the people you don't expect people to align with. That's fair. Emily says her vote is about survival as her days there are limited and the relationship between Sabaya and Caleb have built is a liability to her game. She will try to think three steps ahead and gun for Caleb, who she knows carried their tribe in the challenge. And I'm like, so then you're just going to lose and then vote other people out too? Okay. Emily says if she doesn't play this vote right, her game is kaput. She is willing to risk it for the biscuit. Brandon will talk to Caleb and learn him that Emily wants to vote for him. She thinks she has the numbers, but Brandon doesn't think she can pull it off. Caleb is not happy to have his name thrown out there, but states that her game is so crazy that his trust level for her is less than zero. Caleb is tempted to throw his vote on Brandon as it's an easy vote, but he's been terrible at challenges. He will discuss Brandon as a possibility to sean and hannah though he will say if they all want to do emily he's fine because if they take her to a swap or merge she's bouncing she is not loyal sean is on board with either as there are pros and cons to each and that's it that's all we got and this was the only time we heard from sean in the post there we have it yeah and there we have it folks why is he getting the heather at it no, that's Julie. The Both single mom who works multiple jobs or one job or no jobs. Who knows? Or or is Sean getting the Romeo edit? Who knows? Oh boy. All right. Well, that's Journey to Travel Council for the first time this season. And we are back with the huts. I was underwhelmed. With the huts? The we people made? Said. Oh. Oh, with the tribal council. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. I'm still thinking. I want to go back before we go to tribal council. Yeah. Okay. Because... Go back. Something that I didn't or that I noticed at the other tribes, they did not have the little printing under the words or like when on their flags. Did you notice that? I don't think I did because I, I think they only really showed us the Reba flag compared to the other two. Because when I looked at Lulu, when they came back from the the challenge, I was looking for that same like script or whatever that was above and below the logo. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice it or i didn't see it so it's either maybe on the back side and not on the front side or it's only on one side or maybe they have a completely different task they have to do so that they're different for each tribe who knows but that was something that i noticed and i was curious if you noticed it too all right i didn't notice it i'll have to check back let's journey to travel council again um they're gonna drip their torches in the fire because the fire represents your life and when the fire is gone so are you and Jeff just wants to have jungle talk. He wants to know how they are as a person when they are sort of their element. Sean says he came into the game pretty sure of who he is and his capacities. And now he is a jungle rat sleeping on the floor with palm fronds carving into his back. And he's like, who am I? Emily thinks she is a more extreme version of herself. A weird aggressive Emily. We all know an Emily. Have you ever played games with an Emily at game night? Oh, I mean, I've played survivor live games <laughs> with an emily um it's fun <laughs> what's worse 
Weird Aggressive Emily or Crazy Uncle Bruce? Crazy Uncle Bruce. I think so. Jeff will ask therapist Hannah if it is healthy to say up front what your liabilities are. And she says 100%, but says you can lean out of it instead of embracing it as an identity. She says the identity she came in there with was not at all what she is experiencing out there. She is emotionally wrecked, crying every 30 minutes and is in a constant state of battle in her head where her heart is in this game. Oh boy. Sabaya will say that while it could be the siren call to vote her out, there are still a lot of politics to discuss and says if you want to go later, it can be discussed as it might be a better decision for the group. She wants the best possible team and says they have to vote you out unless you're going to quit. And she doubts Hannah will quit. Lols. Uh, yep it's easy for sabaya to talk about strength as she says it doesn't take a genius to look at the group and pull out who the strongest who have made no attempt to hide their alliance jeff will ask who she's talking about and she will call out sabaya and kayla by name bad move girl bad move she says it's annoying because she feels shut out as two people have already made their mind up which is what we call the social game uh try it out Emily will claim that Sabaya is saying that she wants to get somebody out as Hannah will be an easy vote if they lose again. Did she say that exactly? What's uh, she been talking about? I don't know. Brandon? Well, I think if she's thinking long term that Hannah's already showing cracks of not being there mentally. If they're going to vote out Emily, they're going to keep Brandon as a number to take out Hannah. I don't think, I don't think in her mind, the pecking order is her. I think Emily thinks it's her, Hannah, Brandon, Sean, with the Sabaya and Caleb pulling a Shannon Ricard and being the last two. That's fair. Sabaya will say that her and Caleb did not beg to be in the strength role as they have slapped them together since day one. She believes because Emily looks at them that way, she has isolated herself. Emily will say there have been has been one person who has obviously struggled the most, and Hannah's like, it's me, but she was actually talking about Brandon. Caleb will say that Brandon is doing pretty well for someone who passed out on day one, and Brandon would love to talk about it if he gets the chance to, but this is the Emily show, and hey, it's fun to watch. I mean, if someone's going to be there to make the sound bites and make the things happen and push things along, I can't hate her. I can't. <laughs> Jeff will give Brandon a chance to chat, to which Brandon will note that he made a sizable first impression, but when he got to camp, he alleviated, alleviated with a joke. He won't pretend he can flip the thing or swim a far distance. He's good at comforting people, and that's what he can bring, which is a very interesting strategy. Um, I guess he's leading with social game. Yeah, and I appreciate that he recognizes that that is his strength, that he is someone who... They are like they have shown all of them confidently talking to him about strategy and so and the game like he has a social game. There is definitely there. He does not have the emotional and physical game ready. He's and we haven't even seen him talk strategic yet. Right. We haven't seen him talk strategic, but we've seen other people lay out the plan to him and right. they are coming to him. So for him to recognize that, yes, that is his strength. I feel like it is actually a good thing. Jeff will ask Hannah to give him the tribe dynamic, and she says she thinks it's amazing, and she would like to watch it unfold from the comfort of her home. She's not kidding. And she will say that she has been thinking about food, 
She says she sees five people who want to be there more than anything, but everything in her body is saying, please don't make me go back to camp. Jeff is going to give her a death stare as she tells them all, every single person playing, posting, and behind the camera that she does not need to be voted out to go home. And Jeff wants to clarify that she will quit and not have them vote. And she does go on and say that she doesn't know how much more forthright she can be. She is not bringing heart and she is not mentally there. Emily says her opinion about the vote has changed. She doesn't want to keep someone who doesn't want to be there. And despite the drama they laid out, she has no doubt that the others want to be there. Rana will say that they had fun with Hannah, but they all love and respect the game. Why vote somebody else out? So Jeff will ask the group, is everyone on the same page? Brandon will say that he will vote Hannah out. Caleb agrees. Sabaya too. Sean through his tears says if that's what Hannah wants. And Emily's like, fine by me. Hannah will say that she's making them do this. Hannah will say all she cares about is how she feels and how the five people feel. She knew one of them was going home and they wanted to be there more than her. And that's not fair. And it's not fair that you got this far and denied other people the opportunity. Jeff will have her grab her torch and he will snuff it out. And she'll be like, is that the edge of extinction? Because I'm not going. Girl, bye. Let's discuss it. He did snuff the torch. Is it an official quit then? I mean, they all said they would vote her. So I think it was just more of a live tribal vote. I don't think it was an official quit. Um, she threatened that she would, but he found a loophole for getting them to vote. Because now he's backtracking she... and saying it was a quit. Oh, he is. Mm-hmm. Mm, I did not see that. I think no, it's because cause... the fan uh, reaction was not too keen about this. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't because there's so many people who have applied to this this show that it's one thing to have like a moment like Bruce or or Jackson who we both talked about both this episode both during this podcast um, that were either medically evacuated or deemed ineligible to compete because of a medical situation. That's one thing that to be eliminated so early and not be voted out for that reason. It's another entirely to go there and say, mm, this isn't what I thought it would be. I just want the little vacation I'm going to get afterwards. Right. And that I don't want to hate her because she seems like a genuinely nice person, but it's one of those things that like super fans of this show, if you claim to be one and go on the show that you've wanted to be on, you know that it's going to be difficult. So get yourself mentally prepared. And that's something you should be able to do as a therapist. I, I fully agree. I think it's disappointing. I'm not going to hate her for doing it because if I get over, get it out there and I can't handle it, I don't want to hear the same thing, but it's disappointing. You need to know your limits. You need to know the, the, what could happen. And I think it's a learning curve for production again to say, okay, we're, we're amping up the game. Things are even harder. Do we either one have to make it easier or two tell these people this is what you're going to experience and it's going to be hard. I mean, I've seen a lot of players um, on social media say you want to prepare for the game, do fasting, get rid of the nicotine, do all these things to prepare yourself because you can't just go out there. Cause that's not what this game is. Right. Not big brother where you're going into a house. This is, you're literally not getting, you have to survive. And in that same vein, they have to re- remarket the way that they say things because 
they use like we've talked about her a lot this this podcast too that they use Sari as the poster child of someone who watched the game loved it got up and said i'm gonna get off the couch from watching it and do it and because Sari represents such a like mass demographic of people that watch the show of super fans and people who live and work that nine to five job and like do all of the the things that are quintessentially like the the american household um you get all these people who think oh she did it i can do it but she also mentally prepared and she went on with a strategy and did this thing and we've seen her go on other shows and utilize the same strategy in a way that works so it's it's i feel like they need to remarket it that it's not like when it was originally done oh go on go on i have an idea all right, here's how you're going to make money, okay? Survivor Boot Camp, uh, a three-day uh, excursion where it's not Jeff, but maybe you have uh, Rick Devins lead um, Survivor fans through a three-day, not playing the game, but like you do, get to do camping things and, and and talk about, there's your marketing, there's your way to get super fans together. You get money, Viacom, you're welcome. Survivor Boot Camp, let's play it, let's do it. Or why not make that part of the process of auditioning for the show that, you sure. put them somewhere where they are isolated, give them an exile island experience, put them somewhere where they're at, they're isolated, have to fend for themselves for a day and see how they handle it. Not necessarily just a psych evaluation like they do, not this, not these individual casting interviews, but also this part, if you're wanting to really lean into the survival aspect of the show. Yeah. Because in no, years past... It wasn't as hard. I, I I hear you, and I'm here for it. Like, there, there's there's way there's ways to do it. Um, let's just talk about it quickly. How do you recover from this? Is Brandon's game over? Can Emily recover? What happens next for Lulu? Um, I think Emily and Brandon pull in Sean and take out either um, Sabaya or Caleb. I do see there is a way out for. Brandon to recover if they have a puzzle this next time that he's really strong at and are able to win a reward and he's the catalyst for it he's no longer the weak link um if Emily is able to resonate and find something to connect with those two since she's already alienated the other two and called them out on their alliance if she can continue to feel like they're an alliance and can point it out to the other two she can use it and Sean apparently just lost his biggest ally because of how much he cried with Hannah leaving. So I think there is a route for the two of them to continue to stay. I don't know for how long because I don't know that this tribe yeah. is I, in I, a position to win. I think logically everything you just said on paper should work. That should be the strategy. But I think the dynamics of who Emily is, it might alienate Sean and Brandon more than you might believe simply because she was going home. She is fully aware now she was going home. So that, that thing she said at the top of this episode, it was the foreshadowing for how the episode normally would have gone if Hannah was not going to pull a Hannah. Um, So I, I do wonder if Sean is going to be like, I have to, 
save my ass and go with her because they've already said they can't trust her. And that's going to be the thing is if she's going to be able to be like, thank you for saving me. If she goes in back at camp like that, there's a conversation. But if she goes in hard and is like, how dare you think about me going home first? You got to get rid of her immediately. You like, I almost say throw the fucking challenge, get rid of her. But who knows? I got some burning questions for you. This podcast. Are you ready? Okay. What is Hannah's legacy? Have fun with that one. What is Hannah's legacy? Hannah's legacy is um, sound bites. She was, she had some, she Survivor named the episode. She named the episode. She came up with new vocabulary. Um, but her unfortunate legacy is, um, I want to say um, not quitting smoking was her downfall. Yeah. I, I just, that when she said that, I was like, Okay, fine. All right. I do this on the Drag Race podcast. We're going to introduce it here. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Doesn't that necessarily be um, the best plays, best player? Who was the star of this episode? Because I say it's uh, Emily. Shit oh, on her, but I think it's Emily. I mean, she did have probably the most airtime, but I feel like who's getting the best developed episode or get best development for their character arc for what's going on is Katara. All right. Who's in danger, girl? Who's in danger? Um, based on the edit and their lack of uh, Julie, if Reba <laughs> goes. Um, exactly. Um, Brandon. I don't think we're losing Emily. I really don't. I feel like uh, an unlikely part pairing of people is going to come out of Lulu on the other side and to merge. And I think she's going to be one of them. I don't know why. I feel like we're going to have her for a while. Um, and then as far as Bello goes, I think Jake. Um, I'm going to go very, very hard on Brandon going home next simply because we've gotten so much content already from him and we've already seen him be a liability. Cause I I'll tell you right now, if, if it's a vote between Emily and Brandon, they're lo- they lose again and Emily outperforms him. You gotta, you gotta cut them. You got, you just gotta do it. Um, deal with her the next time. Cause then you'll have the numbers to cut her if you want to. Um, so I think Brandon's very, very much in trouble um, on Reba again it's hard to really say it's definitely not austin because he's got the um the clue and got tasks to do so they're not going to cut that plot line anytime soon um sifu is getting a weird edit but i think they just needed some comic relief um jay maya is a very interesting character um i think for her it will be performance because again we have we don't know much about it and i'm bello i don't know who you cut at all because it's not the girls um, no. We have not seen any of them interact with Brando at all. Brando was not interacting with anyone but Jake. Yeah, we didn't see anything from their tribe, really, because we didn't need to. They weren't going to tribal. But um, And the reason why I, I would like... say not Jake is because I don't think Katara wants to cut him at all because she can use him to his, her advantage. Possible. That, that is possible. But I just don't, I don't know. I feel like he'll may, or if they are to lose... He's the the target that makes the most sense only because they want to keep Bruce as a shield for the merge and they want to keep Brando as the brain. So the girls will be a locked strong thing, I think. Absolutely. 
it's going to be interesting. It's really, really a fascinating breakdown simply by this one edit um, in a singular episode. But I, I just do not see a way that Lulu wins anything. No, I think they're about to get steamrolled and go into the merge with two. I really think whoever broke down these tribes really, really was trying to save Bruce's ass. Listen, potentially, yes. <laughs> After one episode, the winner of the season is D. Ooh, I like that. I'm going Katara. I really like her. I like Katara too. I think both of I. I don't know why. I think a woman is winning this season. Um, I'll I'll which, I'll, I'll go with that. I thought a woman was going to win last season, but. I I think a woman is going to win this season, and I think that D got enough screen time to be an introduction, but because they kept winning, they didn't need to spend much time at the the tri- or at the beach with them. So I feel like we got more of an introduction from her than we did of J Maya or Julie. Um. And we barely saw anything really of Drew other than him being tall. So I feel like of the Reba tribe, Austin and D have the strongest chance of like making the merge at this point. But I think D wins overall. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go further. You, you say it's a woman. I'm going to go push it. And I'm going to just say um, it's going to be a person of color. Isn't D Hispanic? Yeah. Oh, okay. To I, win. I, I thought you were. I thought you were saying over. Um, no, no. To to win, it's going to yeah, be yeah. a person of color. One hundred percent going to go double down on that one. Okay. Let's see. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Twinkie Boots T W I N K Y B O O T S. You can also find me on Twitch streaming all of your favorite video games like Fortnite, Dead by Daylight, The Sims um, at twitch.tv backslash TwinkieBootsNYC. Um, my Venmo is also TwinkieBootsNYC. And coming up soon, next month, we have Members Only Boy Lesk at the Lori Beachman, our Halloween show um, on October 21st. So be sure to come out and see us amazing well i know you'll be back later on this season to talk more 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 thanks for being here of course thanks for having me